Brothers, outlaws and orphans, it's time once again to gather round your radios, open up your ears, open up your minds, and open up your souls. Pull up a pew, crack a bottle or two. It's the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour. WCZRadio.com You just heard introducing Drake Savage by Slack Eye Slim who just so happens to be on the phone with us. Slim, are you there, Slim? Uh, I'm here. Hallelujah. Praise Jesus. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna actually like uh, bust your anonymity here. This is actually uh, Slack Eye Slim. Actually, also goes by the name Joe Franklin, right? Yeah, yeah. So you you heard it here first? No, maybe not. But uh, <laughs> but hey, uh, it's an exclusive. <laughs> so hey, I'm I'm Sean Hooligan, and and I'm here with uh, my brothers Brian Hooligan, my sister Leslie Hooligan, and then of course you just heard the Reverend Hooligan. And uh, thanks for taking the time to uh, to talk to us today. Oh yeah, no problem. I'll do anything else. So. Awesome. <laughs> it's, it's too, too hot, hot to there. Go outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell everybody how hot is it? You're in Wisconsin, right? 
Yeah, it's actually it's actually not as bad today as it has been. We got a thunderstorm early there, like late this morning. Yeah. So it's it's only like eighty now, but it was like around a hundred, ten, somewhere around with hundred percent humidity. It's been pretty miserable. Oh, wow. uh, it gets so thick. Oh, <laughs> it just, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were just we were just back in uh, Wisconsin what a week and a half ago. I yeah. think we left right before the real heat started. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. We went to the Brewer game on the tenth, and that was pretty miserable. No breeze, just sitting there sweating. Yeah, I was camping up north. We went up to Lake Superior, and it was it was like sixty degrees. And then we got home, and it was dying. It was pretty bad down this way. So now you're held up in your basement. Yeah, I've been in the basement all day. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Wait, well, hey, we want to talk a little bit about about Slack Eye Slim. And I was I was reading your bio and stuff. And and one of the things that you know I notice is that like a lot of people that are kind of in this um, I don't know outlaw country roots music scene and stuff. You know, you kind of got your start playing like you know punk and and indie you know, heavier stuff than, than country, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I've been playing, well, the reason I was, um, I started playing music, actually, this is kind of a dumb story, but the reason I started playing, I started playing bass um, when I was uh, 14 or 15 because I was put on house arrest and there was uh-huh. nothing to do. My dad played bass. So, uh, yeah, I just picked it up. I really liked it. I'm actually left-handed, and I, I taught myself how to play right-handed. Wow. And uh, I've got two brothers. It's really weird. I was talking, they're both musicians, too, and I was talking to my middle brother a couple weeks back who mm-hmm. was camping up north with us, and he was he was saying the same thing. When he started, he was left-handed, and he just learned right-handed. And he does everything. All we- Everything's weird. I don't know. <laughs> same with me. I, didn't, I, didn't, I thought I was the only one, but, yeah, all three of us do that. Awesome. Have, have you ever been in a band with us, with your brothers? Oh uh, yeah, uh, a long time ago, I, when I first started playing music, I was in just a joke band. I, we don't have any of the songs. I remember we recorded a bunch of stuff, but I mm-hmm. think I probably threw it away because it was embarrassing. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I went through a phase when I was like 19 where I was just, you know, kind of really pretentious and into philosophy a lot, and you know, <laughs> so I, I threw away everything when I was younger because it was it could be uh, incriminating. But I, it, I was actually that's called college. Exactly. But yeah, and then I played in a, I played in a punk band with my brother, uh, my brother Dan, the middle brother, who's 25, um, maybe five, six years ago. Last thing I did before Slack Guy Slim. Right on. What 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 kind of what kind of punk like um, what bands like kind of influenced you? Well, um, it was kind of weird. I was mostly influenced by early '90s stuff like Unwound, um, you know, bands like that. Um, mm-hmm. I can't say I don't really listen to too much of that stuff anymore. But I, I, I really liked Joy Division back then. I was a bass player, mm-hmm. and no, the Joy other dude, uh, the other songwriter, he uh, he was way into like Black Flag. And you know stuff like that, and hardcore punk. So I, we kind of came out of that whole area. Nice. Now, when you said the other songwriter, is that Graham or? No, no, that, I didn't know band. Graham. That okay. Was his back from okay. Ohio. Yeah. Awesome. So now, you know, I had read, you know, that you moved to Butte, and that's kind of, you know, where you kind of made the transition in the, you know, kind of Americana, you know, whatever you call yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was, it was actually, I moved to Butte. Well, I moved to uh, Montana twice. I'm from Ohio, mm-hmm. um, but mm-hmm. I moved out there. I went to broadcasting school when I was like right out of high school. Um, took me forever to find a job. I ended up getting a job out in Butte. The only reason I took it is just because I was desperate for work. I couldn't find anything else. Mm-hmm. So, okay, whatever. I'll, I'll head out west for a little while. I'd never done it before, so I figured it might be fun. And uh, I ended up really liking it. I just couldn't find any friends or anything out there, and I didn't have any money. I didn't really, I hadn't discovered alcohol at that point, so I didn't go to the bars, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. I discovered alcohol when I went the second time, and that was bad. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> so and, and anyway, I came home back to Ohio. I ended up, I just got really tired of being broke. Right. And I found a better job back in Ohio working for an insurance company. So I took that, and I was there for like three years. And during that time, I started uh, I started doing Slack Eye Slim stuff, just kind of out of nostalgia for living out west, because mm-hmm. Ohio is nothing like Montana. And then uh, a couple years later, I ended up back in Montana. 
back in the same area working for the same radio station. So yeah. What's well, it's it's just it's it's, it's amazing. Like because Butte is really steeped. I don't know you know if anybody's been out there and stuff, but it's really steeped in like the old west, isn't it? I mean you can feel oh, yeah, it in it's, the streets. It's like it's the old west. Like you gotta you I mean you gotta be careful what you say out there. I mean people are pretty nuts. They don't they don't screw around with. Uh, you know, with people, they don't like they don't like outsiders there. Basically, right. and I'm not trying to knock the town or anything. It's a really great place, but the problem I had living there was just the people are so intense and like they it's just it's like a fishbowl. You know, mm-hmm. it's like I mean it's a really really cool town, but the people there like they don't care about anything outside of that little valley that Butte's in. Right. But which was good for me because I really liked talking to people and finding out all the weird history. I'm really into history and stuff like that. And like and Butte, the only place you can get that is to go to the bar and just talk to these old guys. Right. And and that's what I got into when i was there well that comes across in your music a lot too oh, yeah. yeah absolutely yeah yeah a lot of influence from just bar conversations there's a lot of things that people like i mean i don't really remember too much right now it's been a while since i was writing uh, that last album but a lot of stuff was just things that came out of conversations i had with old dudes in bars you know like the stories that they would tell me about the area stuff like that Awesome. Wait, we're gonna we're gonna play another song. Here's another story. Uh, it's called uh, "Vengeance Gonna Be My Name" by Slack Eye Slim. Hey, this is Sean Hooligan on Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour on NWCZRadio.com. And you just heard Vengeance Gonna Be My Name off of the new Slack Eye Slim album, which is called... Here, I gotta look for my treat sheet here. It's uh, El Santo Grial La Pistola Piedosa. Did I get that right? There you go. Everybody else has made me, has made me say the title of the album, so yeah. Sean, Sean's the only one in the room that can pronounce it. So. I can't pronounce it either, though. I actually had to ask a guy in Brazil if it was the correct translation for what uh-huh. I was trying to say. He's a guy with, I mean, I say Brazil, they don't even speak Spanish there, but he's from Mexico, but lives in Brazil. So, right on. Yeah. Well, what, what is the translation for it? I, it's uh, Holy Grail, the Gun of God. Awesome. Nice. So, I'll awesome. prove of that. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would. Amen. <laughs> so, so tell us a little bit about the, the kind of the concept behind it. What, you know, it's, it's uh, obviously concept a concept album. It, yeah, it's, it's a, basically it's about a, a guy who's just born into like a really religious family and like it's kind of overbearing, they're abusive. And he's trying to figure out if there's a better way. Like, he doesn't really believe it. He kind of gets away from it, and then he just figures out that actually he was wrong. And, you know, he just kind of took things a little bit too far. Mm-hmm. Basically, demands proof of God, gets it, and then he realizes that he screwed up. So, that's about it. Wow. Wow. So, what is that, how does the pistol, like, kind of play in as far as, like, you know, tell me a little well, bit about Well, basically, the- uh, in, the song, in the song Prayer is the one that's supposed to be, like, where he, like, where he, uh, he challenges God to... to prove himself basically and he ends up going out to the desert somewhere i don't know where the desert is supposed to be but it's, it is and uh, and then god does prove it you know he does he does prove his existence by giving him this gun and then he says okay well for your sins you can either die or you can take this gun and you can kill all the people you can you can basically carry out judgment day and and d- destroy the sinners basically including your family and by that point he had forgiven everybody in his family who had done him wrong or whatever but he still had to go back and do all these things and you know kill his family and that was the end of the album and that leads into vengeance gonna be my name right the, no the, I, I can't remember the track listing i don't have any of that information i'm standing in my basement well the only thing in this room is a pump organ and a guitar so because <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I got that's my favorite song off the entire album every time i put it in i gotta listen to that at least six times yeah, that one was really weird. I remember, I remember when I wrote it, I was sitting in this weird chair. My brother worked at a hotel out in Montana, and he stole these chairs. Uh-huh. Um, my, my little brother, was, he went out there with me. He used to play in my band. Um, and I remember I was sitting in this weird blue chair, and I was just, like, dicking around with my, uh, my classical guitar. 
and uh, I was probably really drunk, and he had to work at like four in the morning. I, just, I remember like coming up with this thing. I went like pound on the door. I'm like, dude, you got to check this out. This is really cool. He's like, that's nice. Can I go back to bed now? <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So, where did you come up with like just the the whole like you know overriding theme of it and stuff? Was it something you know what? Well, you mean like musically or lyrically? Lyrically. Lyrically, uh, it's somewhat autobiographical. I've got a pretty rocky relationship with my family. I haven't spoken mm-hmm. to my dad in ten years. Wow. Um, everybody else is pretty much on their way out. I mean, I'm trying, but. I don't know. I don't, I don't really place too much value on people who don't respect me. So I just kind of, I don't know, pretty, I've always, always been pretty weird and reclusive. So it's mm-hmm. not really a big deal to me, but it was just kind of like story of my life type thing. I just wanted to write what I knew about. So that's what I did. Um, but musically, I just, I got a ton of influences. So I just wanted to basically try to get as many of those into like one coherent body of songs as I possibly could. And that's pretty much the album. Now, now, tell me a little bit about the uh, the recording and stuff. I read a little bit about, you know, you recorded it in a lot of different places. You know, like, give me a couple examples of where you recorded it and why. Yeah, yeah. Um, we recorded, I recorded everything myself. Um, Graham helped a little bit. He doesn't know anything about recording. I just basically set everything up and showed him which button to push. But, um, yeah, we started, I lived in this, uh, when I was living in Anaconda, um, which is where I wrote most of it. Uh, actually, yeah, I wrote the whole thing there. But uh, we lived in this really cool old mansion apartment um, with 12-foot ceilings and everything, really nice acoustics, and it was just me and my brother, so we didn't have a lot of furniture or anything. We had, like, this entire empty room that was just full of crap, like music stuff. Right, right. So I cleared all that out, recorded in there. Um, I recorded in this radio station I worked for. It was this old AM station that had been shut down. It was, it was empty, so they had the treated rooms. I recorded vocals in there. Um, Graham lived in a cabin, or not, excuse me, uh, he lived in a cabin, then he moved to a, a trailer in a junkyard. So we ended up going down to recording there. We recorded in an art museum, and I had a wow. friend in a punk band who I, I recorded, and he basically owed me a favor. Um, and his jam room, or the, their practice room, was in the art museum because his dad ran it, and he owed me a favor. I'm like, well, how about this? Like, just let me record here. And he's like, okay, I'll talk to my dad. So, yeah, we got that taken care of. Um, I think that's, I think those are all the places we recorded it. But, yeah, it was pretty much just wherever we could. Right. And was yeah. it was it to capture kind of a, fe- a different feel for each song, or was it just out of a necessity thing? Um, well, I mean, honestly, we kind of, we redid a lot of stuff as we were going. It was like, like well, for example, when we were doing the art museum thing, I mean, we redid a lot of stuff there, because I, I had no idea we were going to record it. We basically just did as much as we could. I'd listen to it. I was like, this isn't working. we got to redo this, mm-hmm. like these parts, and basically just, kept redoing the certain parts I didn't like until it was kind of pretty close to how I wanted it. Um, but yeah, like when we, the art museum was the big thing. I mean, we were there, it was 30 degrees, we're recording wearing coats. <laughs> there was no heat, it was like, it was on like this upper floor and they didn't heat it because they didn't use it for anything. And uh, so yeah, we're like wearing coats and I mean, it was, it was really, really cold and we just basically recorded for 15 hours in one day until we were too cold and then left. <laughs> but yeah. I bet you that 30 degrees <laughs> sounded pretty good yesterday though, huh? Yeah, yeah, it would have been nice yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> now, all the all the musical, the different styles of music that come across on the album, it's amazing to me because it all still flows so smooth. Yeah, that was that was one of the, the big things. That was actually probably the most difficult thing about writing it, um, just because I, I mean, I, I, I don't like to, I don't like to like write seem like I'm writing the same song over and over again. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think a lot of musicians do, or you know, maybe not even necessarily do that, but I just I can't figure out how to write it consistently in the same style, but make a different song at least not a whole bunch of times in a row. Like I can do it over a huge, you know, uh, duration of time or whatever. But I just wanted to like consolidate as many influences into one thing and just basically take like say like a doo-wop 
rhythm part and put like a, some weird surf rock stoner metal guitar thing <laughs> over it and try to figure out just basically try to figure out how to make as many totally unrelated things fit together as I possibly can and I think that we did a pretty good job of that Graham was really helpful with telling me what he thought worked because when you spend so much time doing that you just lose your ability to, to determine whether something's good or not and he, right. was, he was completely instrumental in saying like no dude that's a really stupid idea what the hell are you doing <laughs> So I, I guess all in all, you're you're pretty pleased with the album then, the way it turned out. I'm yeah, pretty pleased. I I don't know. I just I, I'm never going to be totally happy with anything I do, just because I always think I can do better. I think mm-hmm. it was mixed like crap, but everybody else seems to think it was mixed pretty well. But basically, the reason I stopped mixing it was because my girlfriend was like, "All right, you're going to drive yourself insane, and I can't stand <laughs> being around you. Just put, give yourself a deadline and send it to mastering." I'm like, "Okay," so I did. How, how long did you spend mastering or uh, mixing it? Um, uh, a lot of time. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, I tried to work with a couple different engineers, but they weren't they weren't really doing what I wanted them to. I'm sort of nuts, so I don't know. I'm really hard to work with on that level, so I just kind of basically just took over for my own sanity's sake because I'm just insane. That's awesome. Hard to deal with, so yeah. <laughs> so what? Uh, when when does the album come out? I know there's already pre-orders on uh, Farmageddon, yeah, well, right? Basically, the, there was a problem with the factory. I'm gonna. The, the, it is out. It's, you can get it digitally if you go to my site, uh, slackislim.com. You can buy it. It's like thirteen ninety nine or something. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what I was asking for. It's it on worth every penny. I don't know about that, but <laughs> <laughs> you get a yeah, you get a free download. Um, CDs will be here on Monday, and I'm going to ship them out. I quit my job a couple weeks ago, so I got nothing to do now. <laughs> to clean the house and try to figure out how to keep some money coming in. Right. But uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the CDs are going to ship out on Monday, so they're they're good to go. Nice. So you're going to be touring to support it. You doing any live shows or anything? Um, I, I well, I'm actually going to be starting college back up here next month. So I'm not sure anytime soon, but I, what I'm thinking about doing right now, and this is just this is just a tentative, like in the works thing. I'm not positive about it. Is I, I met a couple guys around here finally who play music. I'm not sure if they're going to work out. I got to go talk to them. But what I'm thinking about doing is going out because there's Farmageddon Fest next summer. Um, I had to cancel Muddy Roots this year because I can't find a band. Mm-hmm. But there's Farmageddon Fest next summer, so I'm thinking about doing is like maybe like a, a Pacific Northwest run or something, maybe down through like oh, Texas and through the South and. That'd be we'll awesome. Out, though, you, you get a, you get up here, you give us a call. We'll uh, we'll cook some barbecue for you and have okay. you in the studio and Absolutely. make you play yeah. a couple songs for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So yeah, hey, what's well, like, go ahead? I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, what's your what's your favorite song on the album? Oh man, I don't know. I like uh, that's really tough. I don't know. I hate all my songs equally. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you I, what. I think I like I like the uh, I like the chosen one part three just because Graham wrote everything on it. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know what? I think that's what we're going to play. We're going to play uh, The Chosen okay. One Part 3 by Slack Eye Slim on his new album. That sounds good to me. All right. Early one morning, the wind started playing my song. A tune so inviting I began to sing along Well, it was twenty years ago that day I packed up my bags and went on my way And you should thank me, dear, for saving you from my pain
You just heard uh, Tales from the Road by Dogbite Harris, and guess what? We got Dogbite on the phone to tell us some Tales from the Road. Funny how that works. <laughs> well, through the magic <laughs> of the computer. What's up, Dogbite? How's it going, guys? Uh, doing well, doing well. How you doing, man? Oh, I'm not too bad. Nice, nice. Well, hey, we just played Tales from the Road, so we want to hear some Tales from the Road from the uh, tour you just did with Owen Mays. The well, epic, epic tour with Owen. <laughs> the, the, the buffet, epic. the buffet destroying uh, uh, tour. How's the van? <laughs> Fuck, the, the van is sold. It's fucking gone. It's out of my hair. Did you sell? I, what, did you have to, to piece it up? <laughs> I sold it to another van, and they got a flat tire. Their first. <laughs> how many? How many flat tires did you get on that tour, dude? Uh, we. I think I know that I had to buy. We had to buy seven tires. <laughs> I think Damn. only five of those went. How flat big though. is your van? <laughs> Fuck it. It was it was a pretty big one. <laughs> but yeah, it was a. Uh, it was a uh, epic clusterfuck. It's <laughs> <laughs> all tours should uh, be. Epic it was. Two months of hell. Like <laughs> like I like to say, it was the best of times is the worst of times. Well. Uh, a lot of good came out of it, but uh, I came home broke. <laughs> so, so any gigs or anything kind of stand out? I mean, what was the? What do you think was the best show of the? Uh, Everyone tour? with high lonesome wasn't that what, what the best shows there? <laughs> oh, that would be Kevin. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that actually, um, one of the one of my favorite shows was actually was actually with High Lonesome. It was the one in Lansing in that the basement. Dude, that was a fucking blast, man. Good mood That was shine. so much fun. And then, uh, trying to think, we uh, had a really, really good good time in uh, North Carolina with Ronnie Himes and uh, at Uncle Buck's. Uh, oh, right on. Uh, Uncle Buck came out all the way to North Carolina to play with you? No, no, it's yeah. a different Uncle Buck. It's in North Carolina. They, uh, It's a venue, actually. Oh, roger that. So and they had great food. They took excellent care of us. The place was packed on short notice, and everybody was just going ape shit. So that was right before Muddy Roots, and at that point in time, we were struggling. So we really needed a good show. So awesome, nice. So I was, how was? Uh, oh, go ahead. Sorry. Oh, Seattle was actually <laughs> fucking great. That was probably the best Seattle show I'd ever done. That was that was the, that was and, the kickoff, uh, right? Yeah, that was the kickoff. That we was actually a, probably the best show I actually put yeah. on with you and Owen and James. Yeah, that was a that great was show. It was, it was the was kickoff. Yeah, that was fucking, so much fun. It was a blast, yeah. man. It was a late, late night. Yeah, what, that was killing what time is it? It's four. <laughs> what? Yeah, we didn't, we didn't even leave the motor till four. Yeah, yeah, that was a blast, man. Yeah. That was a good time. Keep giving Owen drinks. He keeps playing, man. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an arcade Bobby, game. Fueled by booze. <laughs> Trying to get to high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, yeah, some, it was, is it is it hard, like, kind of coming off the road and stuff, and and getting back to like the normal life? I mean, what's that? What's that transition like? Uh, it's terrible. <laughs> 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 it's fucking terrible, man. Um, I've actually had a pretty bad. I don't know. It's been pretty rough this time, especially 
Because not coming home with anything and being gone for two months, it's like uh, we're just we're just hanging hanging in there, man. But things will get better. Well, congratulations to on the Farmageddon thing, man. Yeah. That's awesome. Well deserved uh, yeah. for you, man. Totally. You put your time in, and you're good, man. You deserve it. That's right. You got signed, Thanks, right? I mean, man. you're you're actually on Farmageddon now. Yes, sir. I'm officially uh, on Farmageddon Records now. Right. Hallelujah! <laughs> Dog bite Farmageddon artist. Yeah. Yeah. Well deserved, man. Congratulations, brother. Totally. Thanks, guys. So, so what do you what do you have in the works? I know you do uh, dog water radio, right? What else What else you got going on right now? Uh, right now, I'm trying to find a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that that's the big thing on my list right now. Actually, um, I'm writing a lot of shit right now. I'm gonna try to get up to Seattle. Actually, probably the end of winter. Nice. Uh, late February, early March. Right and I'm going to go in the studio with uh, Dan Infecto. Nice, yeah. And, uh, nice. Just saw him Thursday. Try to knock out the next album for everybody and try to have it out by the end of spring or early summer. So, yes. Well, if you're going to pick a time to come to Seattle, it's lovely in February. <laughs> <laughs> it may be raining, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just maybe. Just I raining. might have lived up there for February. It might be raining. <laughs> it might be like raining every fucking day up there besides Fuck the yeah. days in August. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's actually nice out today, but we're inside. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, it's hey, it's kind of so, shitty down here. Yeah, we we actually have sun. Um, it's kind of rare, so I'm digging it, man. Yeah, it's a little warm out. So, so what do you have uh, coming up on Dogwater Radio, and and where can uh, where can people like listen to that? Uh, we are on. Um, we're now on Shooter Jennings' site. Uh, also nice. the Outlaw Radio site. Wow. So that's www.blackcountryrock.org. And uh, there's a bunch of podcasts on there. There's us, uh, Outlaw Radio's on there, Blue Ribbon Radio's mm-hmm. on there, the White Trash Revival. So uh, Didn't uh, Nellie Wilson's got one going on there now, doesn't she? Yeah, she just started one. I think it's called Dirt Hag. Yeah, Dirt Hag Radio. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That thing is an all-woman show, all-female songs and shit. So. I got to check that out. She's filthy. I love her. <laughs> <laughs> I just I sort of got to just heard somebody in the back go, mmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think somebody just, I think it was Kevin drinking his beer. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm. Kevin drinking his beer. <laughs> yeah. yeah, surprise, surprise, huh? That was the hardest thing coming back for me is papping to pay for beer again. <laughs> yeah. No shit, huh? Where's yeah. my coupons? <laughs> awesome. Well, hey, Dog Bite, thanks for uh, coming on the air with us, man. I appreciate it. We're going we're gonna to close out with a uh, another song by Dog Bite, Land of Opportunity, recorded live at the Hooligan Ranch thing. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Hey, no problem. Thanks, Dog Bite. <laughs> thanks, man.
Hey, you're back with the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour. We're here with Ando Ellers, and you just heard uh, "Who Cares" by Ando. So, so what what do you got going on? I mean, here's your here's your plug-in moment. What, what shows you got coming up? You got any uh, any albums coming out? Anything? Uh, yeah. Well, there's um right now for the month of December here. It looks like um the next show we're gonna be playing that I can recall off the top of my head is <laughs> so I'm gonna be at the DeLorean house it's in uh, the Georgetown neighborhood of Seattle okay it'll be a New Year's Eve show it's gonna be like us and five or six other bands the oh, music's nice. gonna nice. start in the evening go to like five in the morning nice so yeah all ages and be a good time um otherwise um I do in the in the middle of December here we've got or I've got um a solo show at a bar called the Knock Knock it's on um Second Street in the Belltown neighborhood and uh, that'll be it's gonna it's uh, part of a thing called Starving Artists on Parade, which mm-hmm. is like a showcase of uh, sideshow acts and burlesque and all that kind of stuff, artwork and whatnot. Wait, and are I'm, you starving? We have donuts. Oh, sweet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and otherwise, <laughs> go. What the hell was that? <laughs> Sounds like we don't have donuts yeah. anymore. I really need those donuts. I should tell you what, man. <laughs> Ando just leapt across the studio yeah. and snagged a donut. Yeah. <laughs> My God, we broke right. the fridge. Yeah. <laughs> There's too much beer in it as well. Oh, yeah. It's bursting yeah. with beer. Yeah. <laughs> so so is, there a, is there a website and stuff that people can go and kind of check out your stuff? you have yeah. a Facebook? Or? Yeah, definitely. I got a Facebook um, slash Ando Ehlers. Uh, my website is deathpoka.com. Nice. So, um, yeah, go there. I got a couple free song downloads, but um, got the whole show calendar and everything else, too. All right. And, uh, yeah. So so go check it out and uh, support Ando. Maybe buy some music if you can, and go out and see him play. And so now we're gonna we're gonna hear a uh, another accordion tune by you called Grief, and then also a, you're gonna play something else on the ukulele. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Definitely. See accordion ukulele. Come on. <laughs> Where else? What other show can you get this? <laughs> he hits all the hot instruments. <laughs> and this and this song. Kids on the u- these days with the ukuleles and accordions. <laughs> So in the uh, ukulele song is called This World Can Suck My Cock preceded by Grief by Andrew. <laughs> hey, thanks for thanks for coming. Yeah, those seem to go together for me. But uh, <laughs> But hey, thanks for coming in, Ando. We really hey, appreciate it. Thank you guys it. so much for having thank me. You very hey, much no problem. For blast Anytime, man. All right. This one's by a dear friend of mine. Monday morning shaking and sweating. And I got high all weekend long sitting on my own There's a bitterness that's breathing inside my bones I'm shaking out of the dough, the sun is death Day I'll be blasting out the blood of Milwaukee's best I know I ain't the kind of man you love With these death snakes in my socks But you can only be lonely for so long This world can suck my cock And this world This world can suck my cock
My father always told me I was a good boy My mother always said I'm just a boy So when I watch these beautiful eyes fade to oblivion by Christmas time I know I'll be alone again And I know I ain't the kind of man you love With these death snakes in my socks But you can only be lonely for so long This world can suck my cock And this world this world can suck my cock So I got drunk hoping that my five dollars would last and watch a pork wine turn a man into a psychopath And now this night comes burning up Where are my friends? By Christmas time I know I'll be alone again I know I ain't the kind of man you with these death snakes in my socks But you can only be lonely for so long This world can suck my cock And I ain't the kind of man you love With these death snakes in my socks But you can only be lonely for so long This world this world can suck my cock Hey, we're back with Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio you guys just heard Have Another by Angie and the Car Rex, who we just happened to have in the studio. Welcome, guys. Hi. Howdy. <laughs> so I'm going to have everybody introduce yourself, and then we might have uh, questions for you or something. Oh, okay. Hey, I'm Angie. I'm delinquent. <laughs> I'm Roar. <laughs> Never mind the name Roar's fucking name is Lunchbox. <laughs> you don't get to pick your goddamn nickname. <laughs> okay, I got to ask, how'd, how'd you come upon Roar and... and did you pick it yourself, or is that... That's that my act- last name, bro. Okay. <laughs> Easy pick. Uh, I guess that's, that's not really a nickname. That's not bad. Um, it's like given. Yeah. At least it's cool sounding. At least it's not Smith, man, because that would be a lame nickname. Huh? What's your nickname? Smith. I'm Smith. <laughs> it's better than Ball. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like having your last name after your genitals. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I think that's a, I, I think that was the name of like some hair metal guy, wasn't it? Like Andy Scrotum or something? <laughs> <laughs> like Pretty Boy Floyd or something it in the eighties. Dude, my, da- 
<laughs> Our dad used to threaten us. You fucking piss me off. I'm gonna change your goddamn name to Richard. <laughs> Dick ball the rest of your life. Your other, your brothers are gonna be hairy and scratchy. <laughs> That'd have been actually pretty cool, man, really, overall. Nobody forget your goddamn yeah, name. That's right. My name's Harry Balls. Good to be here. <laughs> I, got a, I got a friend who actually um, gave their uh, son the middle name of Danger. <laughs> I was like, right on. Well, so, hey. I, mine's Dwayne, so. Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne. All right, now we know Kevin's middle name. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. I've dealt with shit all the time. I don't have that one. That's, it's not that bad. It's not the like Wayne. The Wayne. You from South the Wayne? Shit, I got two last names that are hyphenated. It's Pattison Ball. So my buddies always called me Stale Plastic Balls or Dale Pats his own ball. <laughs> <laughs> Dead airs. Yeah, so, yeah. so what do you guys got going on? I mean, you guys got shows coming uh, up. How's everything going? Take it, Dale. Take it away, Dale. Sorry, I'm burping. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> Better than puking. Uh, we've been on kind of hiatus, like not playing a whole lot because uh, our bassist, my brother, just had a him and his girl had a baby. So we've been playing just like one two shows a month. Mm-hmm. We just played Catch a Can on last Saturday. You guys were in Alaska. Yeah. How'd that come about, dude? That was kill. The people there are so starved for music when you come in. Like, we're in the bar, and they're like, oh, where are you guys from? Because obviously we don't look like them. Right. <laughs> the people there are much prettier than me. And fucking, they're like, oh. And then we told them, you know, oh, we're here and play. They're like, oh, you're the band. Oh, I got this round. Oh, I got next round. The bartender's buying us drinks. They were, dude, it was rad. Nice. Is that like a fishing town and stuff then? And, yeah. Okay. It really, Ketchikan looks like. Port Townsend, Squim, Port Angeles, and a little bit of hoquium shoved up the ass. <laughs> Except the rain goes up. Yeah, for some reason the rain hits you in your balls and your chin. Yeah. You're like, That's no good. fuck, this shit's coming from the ground. Uh, good times, man. <laughs> nice. And I was going to say, and we started recording the new album. We just got on Splatterhouse Records out of Tacoma. Give it up for Splatterhouse. Well done, well done. So, I wanted to ask a little bit about um, about the songs. Tell us a little bit about have another one. What's that? <laughs> What's that about? Yeah. In, in depth. Not in to depth. be a dick, but you guys actually played Moonshine, and that one's about well, running Moonshine. I know, but we switched it. Oh, okay. No one will ever know. Now you are a dick. Now I am a dick. Yeah, man. You guys are gonna have to cut dick. that shit out. Like, hey, dumb fuck, shut your mouth. Yeah, if, dude, we don't cut anything out. We leave all this shit. Yeah, it just keeps yeah, rolling. Yeah, it's it pretty much going. what it is. Radio yeah. magic. Where's your pants? pants. Yeah, <laughs> especially Goo. when we're drunk. Yeah. So, you give me a few man. more of these. I'll lose my pants. <laughs> <laughs> That's why every week I get asked my girlfriends after she listens to shows like, "How stupid did I sound?" <laughs> you know I don't remember the show. I remember showing up, but that's about it. <laughs> God damn it! Oh, Wonder Boy <laughs> dropped the ball. Oh, oh, what you doing over there, Wonder Boy? Pushing buttons. Busted. Harmonica. What was the point of that one, though? I was just wondering. I don't either. <laughs> hey, let's hear another song. We're going to play uh, "Moonshine" by Angie and the Car Wrecks. <laughs> hey, we're back. You just heard the uh, second Angie and the Car Wrecks song that we played, uh, "Moonshine," right, Dale? Right there. Right there. Yeah, whatever Moonshine. the fuck you tell me to say, yeah. <laughs> you leave me with an open mic, dumb shit's coming out of my mouth. Open mic and rolling yeah. rock, it's like for sure. Let's talk about balls and stew. <laughs> Corn, back to front. You know, there's the gist. 
That's, that's not <laughs> the quick recap. Testicles. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kilts and regimental style. We should be re- no recording the in-between banter <laughs> it's, as well. It's re- always the yeah, best, dude. That's I almost what always happens. The, yeah, fuck. I know. Man. The only way we're going to make the show even better is, is like just not talk to people when they come in until they're on the mic. It's like, no, we can't talk. Stop it. Stop <laughs> yeah, well, fuck. We should just never turn the mics off. <laughs> and just never all. stop recording. Yeah. yeah, just never stop Non-stop. recording. Are you making a uh, note of this, Wonder Boy? Because I might yeah. not remember it. <laughs> Wonder Boy. <laughs> does need theme song, huh? Yes. Tenacious D wrote one. Yep. Mm-hmm. Nice. I thought that's why you were named Wonder Boy. No? Because oh. it's it a now. fucking whiz. Get with it. Are you new? They wonder, <laughs> is he still a boy? I must be. <laughs> it's that baby what? face, I guess, is what it is. <laughs> they just wonder how he can survive on like fucking Don't Mountain Dew. Don't fuck with my beer cannon. <laughs> You're beer, your beer gleeking me right now. I'm, be, I'm getting beer gleeked. I just open the mouth and take it in. Man. <laughs> that shit ha- quits happening when you get married. Are you fucking new? <laughs> Hey, we, would, we had you guys pick some songs to play. <laughs> yeah, you want to get back Sean, to the music, Sean huh? tries to get back on rails here. <laughs> I hate having to be the ringleader sometimes, man. <laughs> I got this little thing in the back of my head going, wait a minute, aren't you supposed to be doing something about now? You have like all this stuff written on a piece of paper. Everybody asks, where do you work? I work at a daycare. <laughs> <laughs> I wrangled retards. In the same way to say. I'm totally adding that to my resume. Sean Skager, tard wrangler. Tard. <laughs> Professor at the Buckley. Here's Union. my tard card. <laughs> my tard card. Uh, all right, so <coughs> pass me the bottle by Black Eyed Vermilion. Who picked that song? I did. Why'd you pick that song? It sounds Angie? like Ozzy Osbourne's in it. That's awesome. <laughs> it does. It totally does. I was like, dude, how'd they get Ozzy to sing on this fucking shit? No, I just kill. I can't get that split out of my record player. I freaking love it. The swap in split. Right? Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, that's a great fucking LP, man. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, yeah and it looks like piss. So it's even better. <laughs> <laughs> and if you hold it to a certain light, it looks like testicles. <laughs> Balls. I could have done without knowing that. <laughs> but now I got to try it as soon as I get home. The first thing I'm doing, do I see the nutsack? Oh, well, there's the corn. There. <laughs> He's been wiping back the front. <laughs> in, a, in a perfect world, our tens of listeners will be like holding up their album right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see it. <laughs> there is balls. Damn. <laughs> That's right. We're not only entertaining, we're informational. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's play that song, Wonder Boy. And we're back. Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour with Angie and the Car Wrecks in the studio. Yeah. Minutes for you people, but for hours for us. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> the beer flows like water in this little tiny place. I'm telling you, we got to videotape like a whole show. I mean, people probably think that we come in for like an hour and bang this shit out, but how long are we here usually? Four hours? Three hours? Yeah, Wonder Boy is making bank off our <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop. Take your time. I don't care. I'll go gonna, get more beer for you. <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna stop use your money him. too. Wonder Boy. <laughs> I, think, I think we're gonna, I think we're gonna stop paying him. So he's gonna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cut out. Cut out. <laughs> okay. Okay. We'll keep paying you. Hey, you guys just heard the goddamn gallows. Ghost of the Rails, and uh, we're going to play another couple songs by Angie and the Car X, or not by Angie and the Car X, but a couple songs that Angie and Dale and Roar 
um, picked. We're gonna we have a special request of uh, "I Sold My Soul" by the Cheating Hearts. So why why'd you pick Yay. that song, Angie? Oh, cause um, Felix and the Cheating Hearts—they're just awesome people. And I grew up in Medford, and that's where they they were from a little bit till they moved to Chico. And they're just such cool people. They actually inspired us to start going a little more country. Um, our song "Duster Death Machine." was basically inspired by the Cheating Hearts. We haven't recorded that one yet, but we will. Yeah, it'll be on this album. Mm-hmm. It's as white trash as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> yeah, no problem. So it's all good. <laughs> so what 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 were you guys kind of like before you guys started adding the more country element? I mean, We were, you- well, hanging by a thread because uh, Sean and Dale had basically kind of just started playing their instruments. Um, yeah, I, we, I lost a coin toss to play guitar when we started the band. I was a bassist, Sean was a bassist, but he was electric, you know. Uh-huh. So, yeah, and I had never sang for anything ever except, you know, like in the car alone. So, um, karaoke queen. Well, yeah, karaoke. <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> Angie Kitten Killer, the karaoke queen. <laughs> Live on your stage tonight. The pole's decorated. <laughs> So, so would you guys just kind of getting together drinking one night and just said, hey, we should start a band? I mean, um, there's a there was a killer show that we went to, um, the Chop Tops, uh, Sasquatch and the Sickabillies, and then a few other bands. And we Hard were Money just, Saints. Oh, and the Hard Money Saints, yeah. And we were just like, wow, this is awesome. Why don't Why don't we play a band? Because we've always been way into music, and Dale was in a band. Um, that was in a lot of bands. Yeah, actually, <laughs> a few. So we were like, man, we should just start a band. And then the boys kind of got on it, and I was really shy, and I didn't want to say anything, but they were like, Shy, well, lazy, we same can't. thing. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, well, we, we really don't have a singer, Angie, so if you want to look into it, Angie, you probably should. And I'm like, well, all right. And then it just kind of fell together. And I think they're just too scared to tell me I was lame, so... Yeah, but we do tell you now. <laughs> you tell me, Dude, you tell me hourly. so fucking monotone and put some hate in that shit. <laughs> yeah, really. Some more screaming, please. A little more balls to it. <laughs> There's the balls again. The, balls. the reoccurring theme for today's show. So. Balls. This is the balls. balls. Sick balls show. It's 2 p.m. Do you know where your balls are? <laughs> Angie, can I look in your purse for my balls? <laughs> can I I'd like to borrow them because I want to tell this guy over here to fuck off. <laughs> So now, what about about like um, were you guys like country fans and stuff? Oh uh, yeah, you always been country fans or since I was like uh, outlaw country, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The, the good, good stuff. stuff. <laughs> since I was like probably eighteen, stuff. nineteen, you know, real heavy into punk rock. I still like Johnny Cash and Waylon and mm-hmm. Co and shit like that. You know, they still had that punk rock fucking well, all the punk rockers back in the day were still supporting fucking Johnny Cash shirts and shit like mm-hmm. that, too. I mean, they've... And Gigi yeah. used to fucking do Hank songs and co-songs and shit and change yeah. the lyrics a little bit. Because those guys were the original fucking punk rockers, man. Yeah. Regardless of what they're doing, they're the ones that were really going out there and raising hell. I mean, look how they lived. I mean, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's the epitome of a fucking rock and roller right there. What Co said... What was it Co said uh Cowboys do more coke than rock and rollers. Yeah. <laughs> you would know. Yeah. That man's done a lot of coke. Yeah. He's going to have to add that K to his last name eventually. <laughs> <laughs> 
so I, it was funny because we were just listening to Hank 3 at my house and my parents are visiting and my mom's going this is awful ah just freaking out so neither of my parents like country at all so I'm kind of a virgin with all this stuff like I'm getting into it, but I still, you know, I'm just now getting into and it. And I'm, I'm totally fine with admitting that. Yeah. Your mom's in her mid fifties and listens to Mastodon. I mean, yeah, she loves <laughs> the metal. That's fucking <laughs> rad, though. You're like, you know, you can just blast too, any yeah. kind of metal and shit. And she's like, yeah, this is fucking great. <laughs> yeah. And then she's asking us for CDs, so we made her, you know, Mastodon and fucking <laughs> Sodom and fucking all sorts of shit. Manowar. Children of Bottom. Yeah. Fuck Manowar. <laughs> You guys look like a bunch of pussies. <laughs> we wear Dude, fur. they're made of metal, not of clay, Dale. Just watch it. Yeah, they're made of aluminum. <laughs> made of loincloth. Maybe some pewter. <laughs> some pewter. They're pewter goblets. Yeah. Shit, uh, ding dongs are wrapped uh, up in. <laughs> Dude, we had this roommate for a while that was so into man of war, and I'd fuck with him all the time and be like, "Dude, man of war sucks," and he'd fucking get so. He'd be all drunk and he'd get all weird about it. And then one day he got so bummed that I was making fun of him, he bashed himself in the face with his skateboard. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, we're stoked on you, bro. Now you got to leave because you're super stupid. <laughs> I've never He's even all met bleeding in my fucking like front Manowar. room. That's odd. I have to meet no. this guy to be the only guy I'd ever met that like fucking man of war. He had every fucking man of war, all sorts of fucking shit that you'd never heard of. Well, I had never heard of it. Autographed Moinkoff. Yeah, autographed fucking Splits the cheeks great, dude. He's <laughs> got a sword in the back. I got perfect hair chest, too, man. Conan's on the front, right chest. by my balls. <laughs> They're like a checklist of like every fucking metal cliche, dude. It's like, <laughs> it's like all right, how do you know you're really not in the metal? Do you like Manowar? Yeah, yeah you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> do you like wizards? <laughs> Crystal balls. Mm. It's right next to my Dungeon and Dragon. Like, uh, fucking Barbarians. Episodes, <laughs> <laughs> nice. So, hey, we're going to play another couple songs here. We're going to play... Um, the uh, I Sold My Soul by the Cheatin' Hearts, and then we're going to close out with uh, or this set with Empty Bottles on a Broken Shelf by Jake Orvis. Mm-hmm. You have been listening to the Hooligan Honky Tonk Radio Hour at nwczradio.com, and you have been saved! Come repent with us again next Sunday at 7 p.m. Now go forth and raise some hell. The darkness is falling, my demons are calling, trying to drag me down. This evil's as real as the pain that I feel Oh Lord, where are you now? Cause I ain't made of nothing but flesh and blood Nothing else means anything Darkness consumes me and I'd run if I could From the feeling of death's cold sting From the feeling Death's cold thing This sickness inside me Won't fail to remind me Right where things went wrong 
my misery and strife They come to my life And I felt like this too long Cause I ain't made of nothing but flesh and blood Nothing else means anything Darkness consumes me and I'd run if I could From the feeling of death's gold stain From the feeling Jesus, what if it's all a lie? And if I be my end, see you there, my friend, and I find out when I die. Cause I ain't made of nothing but flesh and blood, nothing else means anything. From the feeling, there's gold stain. From the feeling, there's gold stain. From the feeling, there's gold.